On February 28, 2013, the International Crimes Tribunal sentenced Delwar Hossein Sayidi, Vice President of Jamaat-e Islami, to death for war crimes committed during the 1971 Bangladesh Liberation War. This led to large-scale and nationwide violence against Hindus led by activists of the Jamaat-e Islami and its student wing, Islami Shatra Shabir, in which hundreds of Hindus were killed, more than 50 temples demolished, and 1,500 Hindu homes destroyed. Now, a few months before that, in December 2012, Bangladeshi Home Minister Mudin Khan Alamgir had questioned my right as a foreign citizen to raise the issue of the abduction of a 23-year-old Hindu woman, Eddie Biswas, from Bagarhat in southwestern Bangladesh. Her family had been told to abandon their small piece of land and leave Bangladesh. On his request, I sent the Home Minister all the available evidence of the case. Eddie remains missing to this day. She was probably converted, raped, and maybe even murdered. It's unlikely that we will ever know what really became of her. Pakistan's 1951 census, the first taken after the large population transfers that accompanied partition, found Hindus to be about a third of the East Pakistani population. When Pakistan became Bangladesh in 1971, they were just under a fifth. Thirty years later, less than a tenth and today an estimated 1 in 15. All of this despite increasing movement of Bangladeshi Muslims into West Bengal, India. Apologists for the Bangladeshi establishment often say that oh, Hindus leave Bangladesh for India so they can find better matches for their children. But as someone who has spent several years working with refugees from Bangladesh, I can tell you that none of them ever said they left their home country for better marital prospects. The disappearance of Bangladesh's Hindus has come about through continuous human rights atrocities that regularly include murder, rape, including gang rape, child abduction, forced conversion, religious desecration, and more. At the time of Bangladesh's liberation from Pakistan, Hindus bore the brunt of one of the largest genocides of the 20th century. 2.4 million Hindus were brutally killed and most of Hindu-owned businesses were destroyed. Since then, the remaining Hindus of Bangladesh have been at the receiving end of incessant and horrific violence at the hands of Islamists, a constituency that's gained a lot of power in the country. Every year since then, different parts of Bangladesh have witnessed organized violence against the Hindus. According to BJHM, an alliance of Hindu organizations in Bangladesh, in 2017 alone, 107 Hindus were killed, 31 abducted, 23 went forced conversion, 25 Hindu women were raped, and 235 temples were vandalized. Now, what's important to note from a tactical perspective is that the Bangladeshi government did not do these things. And that's one of the things that makes this so hard to get across to people. There are no concentration camps in Bangladesh, no gulags, no killing fields, no Hitler or Stalin. But do you think that matters to the millions of victims? Of course not. The Bangladeshis are guilty because government after government has created a culture of impunity that allows crimes against Hindus 
to go unpunished. A country where you are likely to be killed if you voluntarily change a religion from Islam to something else, and your killer will not be punished for it. But also a country where forced conversion to Islam is applauded. A country whose police and lawmakers act in accordance with that. In other words, killing a person who left Islam and abducting and forcibly converting a Hindu child to Islam both will win you praise. I have termed this human rights atrocity a quiet case of ethnic cleansing because even though it has been proceeding for decades and victims number in the millions, very little has been said or done about it. Governments on every continent have been silent, so have their intelligence agencies. What is most puzzling is the silence of the next door Hindu majority neighbor, India. Why Indians don't care is deeply unsettling. Equally bewildering is the silence of the global media. If I can verify these things with my meager resources, imagine what the major media could do. But where are the BBC, CNN, or others? Nowhere. Why are they not leading the charge to expose these crimes against Hindus? It surely is a quiet case of ethnic cleansing. But it need not have been quiet if only Hindus of neighboring India were more empathetic with their co-religionists across the border. Now, I say Hindus and not Indians deliberately because Muslims of India have always stood in solidarity with Muslims in other parts of the world, like Palestine or Myanmar. For example, in 2012, a protest march called by Muslims in Mumbai against the treatment of Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar led to the Azad Medan riots resulting in two deaths and injuries to 45 policemen. The indifference of India's Hindus is impossible to explain. And even on the grounds of pure self-interest, India must work hard to protect the interests of Bangladeshi minorities, lest Bangladesh turn into a replica of Pakistan and the whole point of liberating it in 1971 is lost. Moreover, increasing Indian involvement with Bangladesh is particularly important now, as India is negotiating a free trade agreement with Bangladesh. Negotiating for equal treatment of all citizens under the rule of law must be included as part of trade negotiations. India must protect Bangladeshi Hindus by asking the Bangladeshi government to 1. Repeal the Vested Property Act that has legalized the seizure of most Hindu property in Bangladesh. 2. Prosecute and punish all those who commit these crimes against Hindus as they would other crimes, even if the leader is an Imam. And 3. Sack any police or government employees who participate in cover-ups or in any way refuse to prosecute or punish the criminals. What is happening in Bangladesh is a quiet case of ethnic cleansing. As people of the same blood, it is morally imperative on India's Hindus to raise their voice and force the political leadership of your country to take action. I am Richard Benkin for Upward.